In Georgia Ag and Review for the week of February 13th, we had this report regarding prospective cotton acreage. Well, producers may have to wait until March 30th to get the official prospective planting numbers from USDA's National Ag Statistics Service, but we have a sneak peek of what U.S. cotton producers are planning to plant thanks to the National Cotton Council's Early Season Planting Intention Survey. According to the report, farmers intend to plant 13.63 million acres of cotton this spring, down 7.5% from 2011. Survey response throughout the southeast indicated a decline in acreage, with Alabama seeing the largest decline, at least in percentage terms, down 17.6%, with cotton acres shifting to corn, soybeans, and peanuts. Georgia's expected acreage is off 12.7%, as corn and peanuts are the beneficiaries there, and Florida is reporting intentions 10% below year-ago levels, with that acreage being moved to peanuts and soybeans. The survey results are consistent with current market signals, as cotton prices have weakened relative to competing crops. And speaking of acreage, we had Tyron Spearman regarding peanuts. There are no peanut contracts being offered at this time, but George Levin, a peanut broker, told a peanut convention this weekend that the U.S. peanut industry has to get through the 2011 crop or face a major shortage. And to get through that, he said, you must increase imports or reduce exports or reduce domestic demand. He said right now domestic demand was holding higher and we could run out of peanuts before the new crop comes in in October. He said that domestic usage right now is higher than it should be, but we should see some decreases before July. For next year, he said, we must rebuild stocks with peanut production, maybe 2.2 million tons, he said. Build a model of planting 1,350,000 acres of peanuts, yielding about 3,350 pounds per acre. He estimates that this would give a 96-day supply to get from one year to the next. He said somebody has to get long. Shellers have to get long on contracts at 650 or better, or growers have to get long on uncontracted peanuts at 355, or manufacturers must get long on buying peanuts at 70 to 75 cents, knowing that they may drop 10 cents a pound. There's only 60 days left before planting time, and right now there are no contracts out there, but George Levitt, a peanut broker, is advising farmers to try to find a contract and plant peanuts at least 20% more than last year. And with livestock, we had Randall Wiseman with this. As you've heard, exports of U.S. beef, pork, and lamb set new records across the board last year, with all three species reaching all-time highs in both volume and value, as total red meat export values exceeded $11.5 billion. U.S. Meat Export Federation President and CEO Philip Sang looks at some of the key factors that helped lead to record-breaking performance for beef exports. The biggest highlight, of course, on, on beef is the fact that we've eclipsed uh, what our performance was in 2003. We're almost at $5.5 billion. We're up 33% in value. When you look at the value per head of over $200 now is a direct result of the export market. Uh, I think it looks very, very promising for the producer and this is probably one of the biggest impetus for people to uh, to start retaining heifers and, and to increase the herd because uh, the value that's coming from the export market is actually driving the value in the industry. Now, pork exports in 2011 totaled more than 4.97 billion pounds with a value of $6.1 billion. And Singh said that was up 28%. Some of the things that have really contributed to this would be 
our chilled programs that are, are very steady, the value-added programs that we've, uh, we're starting to work in around the world, especially in North Asia. You know, over the years, we've had this tremendous commitment by the pork producers through the checkoff, but also through soybean and corn. And as we've seen the, their contributions and their commitment to the international market increase, we've seen the increase in exports. Lamb exports totaled 40.4 million pounds with a value of $30 million. That topped the previous record set back in 2006. And Sang said exceeding the $11.5 billion in total red meat exports is a significant accomplishment as it's far in excess of what anyone predicted. We also had this update on the water war. Well, an update regarding the continuing tri-state water war as the U.S. Supreme Court has now been asked to resolve the long-running dispute between Alabama, Florida, and Georgia. Earlier this week, Florida and Alabama asked the U.S. Supreme Court to resolve the fight with Georgia about water at Lake Lanier north of Atlanta as they are seeking to overturn an 11th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals ruling last year that would allow large withdrawals from the lake for Atlanta's water supply needs. Florida and Alabama contend that such withdrawals would cause major damage downstream, including negatively affecting the aquaculture in those states, as well as hampering potential hydropower opportunities. The Supreme Court petition argues that the 11th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals opinion conflicts with an earlier appeals court ruling and contends that the Army Corps of Engineers would need congressional approval to allow such large withdrawals for local water supply needs. The petition said that if the Supreme Court does not take up the issue, the dispute, which has been ongoing since 1990 between the states, would continue to fester. And we will wrap up for this week with Everett Greiner. I climbed into the cab of a new tractor at the Sunbelt Expo last October. Uh, it was one of those huge machines that has done so much to change the way we farm. I was dumbfounded. You could see anywhere. It had two seats. Both would swivel. Both could be heated. In fact, the whole cab was climate controlled. It had computer capability, remote monitoring ability. It even had a small refrigerator to keep your drinks cold. Now, I haven't told you all the amenities by a long shot. You get into the electronic communities, and I don't understand enough to know what they are. I sat there for a few moments, staring out over the cab, and I thought, This is farming? Last tractor I drove didn't even have power steering. How much money does one of these fantastic machines cost? I was afraid to ask. And remember, you can find these stories along with all the week's Southeast Agnet reports on our website at southeastagnet.com. I'm Julie McPeak with Southeast Agnet's podcast.